Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we're your host chris schubert's here floating around producing this thing we're from the draft network and we're brought to you by bet online your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends over at bet online they feature live betting free contests and giveaways all season long they have every sport so head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyla, happy National Pancake Day to you. Happy National Pancake Day to you as well. My question is, what is your favorite preparation of pancakes? I don't know if you're baiting me right now because of a pancake uh, situation that you and I had uh, in in the, the Blue Ridge Mountains a few years ago, um, but I didn't know there was multiple ways to, to, to prepare uh, pancakes. Um, well done. Yeah, uh, isn't there only one way to do it? They're cooked on a. No, I mean, like, what do you do? You, do you like butter on them? Do you like oh, syrup on them? Do you syrup, like bananas yeah. on them? Cinnamon. Yeah, I don't like anything besides syrup. No, I don't need Green, butter. I don't need fruit. Chips. Or, yeah, chocolate chips. No, I just. Give me the pancake with some maple syrup. Chris? Uh, I don't want to comment on pancakes. Doesn't like pancakes. Yeah. We're shocked. No, he's got the palate of a five-year-old, so he, he surely eats some kind of pancakes. Mickey Mouse I, shaped with... I believe that pancakes <laughs> and waffles are vastly overrated as breakfast dishes. Oh. Kyle, your okay. pancake preferences? Me? Yeah. Uh, French toast. Okay. That's my preference. Those are not pancakes, but yeah, that's sourdough, right. right? Yes. French toast also overrated as a breakfast dish. What the hell's wrong with you? What's your What's favorite your breakfast? Yeah. What do you like to eat for breakfast? Like I like cereal. Eggs. I like fruity fruity pebbles. Eggs, sausage, bacon, some hash browns. Um you know, good steak and eggs isn't bad. Yeah, steak steak and eggs is the ultimate breakfast. Steak and eggs, I agree. Yeah, yep. I mean, so I, yeah, I just think I just think there are better options for breakfast than country fried steak. Country fried steak is excellent. I mean, you know yep. that I would love that. Yep. I've had that. Yep. You've Kyle, I went this past. Uh, well, I went this past week. You I went to Cracker Barrel. Yeah, you did. didn't tell me. Yeah, because you went and didn't tell me, so I had to eat. You little score. piece of garbage. <laughs> it's not my fault you left early. Um, we were supposed to be on. No, we weren't supposed to be on the same right. plane. Never mind. That's my bad. Yeah, I was going to Dallas. I apologize. Going to a different different situation. I apologize. I was out of line. What was Chris with you? What did he get? A country Cereal? fried steak. Oh, okay. I got a country fried steak. That's what I had. All right. What is that? Is what, is that like just a battered steak with gravy? What what is what is yes. on a country fried steak? Okay. Yes. All right. I get the country boy breakfast as I always do. Joe, what, did you get country boy breakfast? I got pancakes, pancakes with sausage. And I got a, a side of fried apples though. I just, 
you know, I the soundboard the doesn't before. have a boo on it, but if I it had did, steak the I night would, before. Literally, I don't care. I yeah, do not it was good care. Steak too. Don't care. Sorry. Don't care. Chris, what are we doing, man? We are predicting uh, whether or not teams are going to select the fifth year option for uh, the players that are eligible, which means we are looking back at the 2020 first round draft class. Our good friends at OverTheCap.com, the preferred uh, salary cap resource over here at the Draft Dudes Podcast, uh, they have the chart up ready to go. Uh, with all of the players and which of the four categories that they fall into. And if maybe you're new to uh, the fifth year option, or maybe you're new to the collective bargaining agreement or new to how any of this works, there are four buckets that a player can fall into when determining what version of the fifth year option they're going to have basic, which means you don't re- you don't mean meet any of the criteria. So you get a base salary calculated from the average of the third to the 25th highest salaries at your position over the last five seasons, the playtime bucket, which uh, you get the average from the third to the 20th highest salaries. Kyle would like to use one of his three timeouts. I'm going to use one of my timeouts. Timeout, well. <laughs> you know, Mike McDaniel's my head coach, so <laughs> got to burn him early. Less than five minutes um, into the show, guys use yeah, one of his timeouts. Yeah, yeah. Tough, uh, tough lots scenes. of Dolphins games. You'll, you'll, you'll see timeouts burn in the first five minutes in Dolphins games as well. Second and seven, can't get out of the huddle. Um, you said playtime, and I immediately went to – it's a pop culture reference. I apologize, Joe. The original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Saw it. With Bonesaw McGraw. Who played by the one that was Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Go ahead, Chris. Played by Randy Savage. Played by Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, and yeah. That's, and that was Joe. Go ahead, clip that. We'll put that on the soundboard. But when he's when they're in the pen, Bonesaw the steel cage is ready. Bonesaw is ready. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. And it just, you said playtime, and that's where my brain went. Mm. I had to put it out there into the ethos. So I apologize. An excellent use of one of your three timeouts. Okay, thank you very much. Chris, by the way, by the way, since I've totally hijacked the start. Okay. I was going through some boxes because I moved last month. And you found a Bonesaw action figure. I, I found a bunch of pro wrestling programs from my grandfather from the 70s those might be worth some dollars see this is why i told you this i'm gonna go get one you you tell everybody about the other two tiers and i'll I'll (laughs) thank you what is happening Uh, so in the playtime tier it's the third to the 20th highest salaries averaged out for at each position and then you must uh meet this criteria from a snap count perspective 75 percent or greater in two of their first three seasons uh, an average of 75 or greater over all three seasons or 50% or greater over all three seasons. You hit one of those buckets, you make the playtime requirement. Then there's the if you make a Pro Bowl, you get put into the one Pro Bowl uh, bucket. Uh, on the original ballot, not as an alternative, you're eligible for a fifth-year base salary, salary, which is equal to the transition tender at your position. And then if you are named to two or three Pro, Pro Bowls on the original ballot, you are eligible for a fifth-year base salary equal to the franchise tender at their position. I will tell you, there are only two players in the 2020 draft class that fit into that bucket, the the more than one Pro Bowl bucket. Two players. The premier bucket. The premier top of the There's line. There's only four players in this in, from this draft in the first round that went to the Pro Bowl so far. Oh, that is incorrect. One, two, three, four. There are six. No, oh, six. Because oh, six. Come on, give me a little grace. It's hard to, to, to tell that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. Yeah. Draft dudes do man. You're welcome. We didn't get one of those yesterday, so I had to come through today early. <laughs> okay, uh, so so Chris. Yes. I have from March 10th, 1979. Okay. Uh, from the Baltimore Civic Center, 
High Chief Peter Maivia Yo, versus Chief Bob Blackman for the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Championship. Holy smokes. Joe, do you know who this is? Peter Maivia, um, do you know who that is? He's a wrestler. You saw his relative this past weekend. Oh, I did. You did? I saw, I saw his relative this past weekend. I have and no not idea. Not in person, but. Well, you didn't see him in person, but you saw him on TV. Well, maybe you did an assumption. Maybe yeah, you did an assumption. I don't. No, I know what you watched this week. I watched the last. The only TV I watched this entire weekend was Go the ahead. last four minutes of that XFL game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who owns the, who owns the XFL? Who owns the, who owns the XFL? Um, Danny. Danny Kelly. No, it's not former Jet Scout Danny Kelly with the genius no, plan to hatch. No, Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia. Excuse That's me. Okay, right. Danny Garcia does the XFL with The Rock. The Rock. This the guy's Rock's related gra- to The Rock. That's the Rock's not grandpa. The Rock. That's Who is the Rock's his grandfather? It's The Rock's grandfather. grandfather. Chief oh, Peter Maivia. Okay. I, I also know. have Bob Blackland versus George the Animal Steel from June Dude, it's 17th. Bob Backlund. Why do you keep adding Backlund? the L in there? It's Backlund. Backlund. I met George one. the Animal Steel one time in a Reading Phillies game, and he ate a baseball. That was fun. That, you know, that, that tracks <laughs> George like, the Animal Steel. He ate no, a baseball? Do you know about how no, no, much no, you know about George the I know. We're not no, glossing how, over that. Do you know about George the Animal Steel? How much do you know about him? Nothing. I know that bit. Kyle saw him at a Reading game, and he ate a baseball. His, his gimmick, his bit, is he would, he would eat the turnbuckle. What? That's right. So he ate a baseball for the for and the crossover have, fans of our show who are also wrestling fans. You're going to love this. You're loving this. And then I have Bob Backlund. Let me make sure I pronounce it there correctly. Go. Very good, Chris Schubert. Very good. Thank you. Versus uh, Larry Zabisco, as well. The Baltimore Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. Those are very very cool. Yeah, I got I got a couple of a couple more. I'm hoping These to see Andre the, the Giant, Giant Hulk Hogan. You know, ultimate. Uh, bam Bam Bigelow. Slam them at the Pontiac Silverdome. Yokozuna. Doink. Jo- all right, Joe. Those guys saw it in the match. I saw the match. I saw the match between Yokozuna and Dolly. I said, don't care. Don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the first player, we've got 32 of these to go through. Um, I think some of these are going to be easy. Some of them are, will be, uh, uh, go a little more. Joe Burrow, first overall pick. He is in the one Pro Bowl bucket. Yes, they should do this. (laughs) Strong yes. Uh, Chase Young, the uh, player pick number two overall. He's in the one Pro Bowl bucket. $17.45 million for Chase Young. Yeah, I'd do it. Probably, probably be inclined to say no. Oh. Kyle's going to say, well, I could just franchise tag him if it wants. I could just franchise tag him and pay a few extra million dollars. But, like, my guy peaked, what, his first year? His first year was his best year, yeah. And then he Correct. It's, it's, uh, there's some concerns bit. about what, what has happened since. There's been some durability stuff. I think I'd probably just be a little hesitant to commit that level of guaranteed money. Predictive. This is predictive, though. You I'm going to no. okay. say no. I'll say they do. Jeffrey Okuda, pick number three, corner for the Lions. He's in the basic bucket, $11.5 million. For that arrows price, are yes. pointing. Arrows are pointing different directions here from Chase Young and, and Jeff Okuda. Um, Okuda played his best ball this year, yes? Yeah, but here's the, the real value here is, is the basic. Like Chris right. said, it's 11 and a half. You, you, you take that because it's you, basic. You'd probably be out on the first eight corners in this year's free agent class because they would get more than that. Yeah. So, say yeah. 
Andrew Thomas, pick number four to the Slam Giants, left dunk. tackle. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Okay, just for just for transparency's sake, he's in the playtime bucket, and it's fourteen point one million dollars. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, nope. Pick number five, Tua Tungavailoa, quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. He's in the playtime bucket, twenty three point one million dollars. No, they shouldn't do this. No, they should not. Durability is too big of a question mark to commit a fifth-year option, fully guaranteed $23 million. You are at a stratosphere right now where he's alleviated the question of can he play, and now it's what's the ceiling of him playing and how can he stay healthy. And The Dolphins have have firmly put themselves in this, this life where he's going to be the quarterback next year, and I think flexibility and giving him the Daniel Jones treatment Mm-hmm. Uh, probably makes the most sense. And if it means you got to pay an extra four, five, six million dollars uh, to get a new contract done and have him beyond 2023, that would be what I would advocate for for the Dolphins. This is, yeah, I think it's just though. about pardon. This is predictive. Do you think they're going to pick it up? I think, I think he's got a decent chance to get an extension. I think they should um, take the time to gain more information about what you know if he can if he plays next year and he's healthy all season and he delivers like he did this past year you'll be completely satisfied by either extending or doing the franchise tag i just don't know that at this point with the information you have that you would want to commit to that in two years from now so and i agree with joe and i would say i i think regardless he has a better chance of playing 2024 on a new contract than the fifth year of his current deal they want this to work so whether that extension comes now, comes midseason, comes immediately after next season, I feel like they're, they're not going to be in a position where they're – if he plays well, they're going to be comfortable paying, paying him either way Yeah, yeah. if he stays healthy. Right. But that, 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 that only comes with more time. And they're, they're very much a team that has accelerated their window because they've spent a lot of money on cornerstone players. So that only works if you give yourself contingencies and off-ramps. And I think they would be wise to leave themselves the flexibility. And I think that's what they will do. Pick number six, Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Yes. He's in the one ball bucket, but $29.5 million. Yeah. I have a take. I have a take. Herbert gets, Herbert's the first one to get the contract extension. I think it's probably true. I think that's fair. Yeah. I like that. Might be Hertz, man. No, it's probably Herbert. Yeah. I'll go Herbert. Uh, pick number seven, Derek Brown, interior defensive lineman for the Panthers. Playtime bucket, $11.6 million. Yes. Probably at the price point. And he like Akuda played his best ball this year. Yeah. I think it's a big win for Carolina that he didn't go to the Pro Bowl this year because then it would have shot up to, a, what, what would it be, over 16? Yeah, over 16. So 11-6 to over 16. That's a big win for Carolina. Yep. Isaiah Simmons, pick number eight to the Arizona Cardinals. He's in the playtime bucket, $12.7 million. No. I can't get there. Now, I, Especially I, with I, new leadership and coaching. That's a great point. Like, what? what is he going to play in this Gannon-style Fangio tree? Cardinals fans in shambles that they're about to watch the Hassan Reddick thing happen to them again. They, I mean, they should just be in shambles at whatever the hell Jonathan Gannon said to who was that Rondale Moore. 
We see this clip. I, I honestly don't know what player it was. Choo, 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 yeah, choo, who? Choo. I don't know who that was. Pretty sure it was Rondale. I saw the clip you sent it to me. Made me cringe. So we're we're, at, we're saying no to Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I think predictively no. Pick number nine, C.J. Henderson, Carolina Panthers corner. Nope. He, he's on the uh, the basic. Uh, Fifth year option, eleven point five million dollars, same as Jeff Okuda. Say it again for me. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was confirming it was Rondell Moore that Jonathan Gannon was talking to. C.J. Henderson, corner from the Panthers, eleven point yeah, no. five million dollars. No. Okay, no, I should have trusted Jed- Joe's judgment. I apologize. Jedrick Wills, the picket number ten, left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. He's in the playtime bucket, fourteen point one seven five million dollars, same as Andrew Thomas. I'll give it a soft yes. I think but- you can work with that. Yeah. Didn't they just redo Conklin? I believe they did. That was the first place, ironically, that my mind went to as well, was that they they got more money in the bucket for Conklin. Which, like, between Teller, Conklin, and Batonio, man, and now you put this hard 14 on the books for your left tackle, I mean, like, can you have a $50 million offensive line? Okay. Oh, we no. Time we out. Time time the out. Time one. Time out. Time out. One remaining. Joe raises a great point. But I would say this, Joe, it is a Jedrick Wills, if you have to transition, it's fully guaranteed, it's salary, so you can move it and not take on the dead cap. Is Jedrick Wills at $14 million on a one-year deal, a tradable contract? It's hard because it's a hard number. Like if I'm Cleveland, I'm incentivized to get an extension done so that way I can be a little bit more flexible with this money and not have a a hard 14 on the books for 24. So you could do the extension and the build up to the 24 offseason, or you could trade him and get the 14 off the books altogether and get something for him in the same way that you would for a franchise tag. I just don't see the downside because it's it's movable and it's not like oh my god this is a crazy number that that no team could fathom bringing in for an adequate as a floor an adequate starting left tackle in the NFL. But do you worry about the like there's not there's not a guarantee that that's going to happen. There's no guarantee that you do this and there's a partner and you you can come to terms on a on what that trade looks like. You're going to need a left tackle, right? And maybe maybe I'm not thinking enough about Batonio and like what, what his cap hit in 24 looks like, you know, I, I mean, I just, that was the only thing that, that moved me to think otherwise was just how much money can you have tied up in one position group? So uh, not paying any wide receivers other than Mari Cooper. Right. Paying in Joku, they're paying Chubb. They're not going to pay Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Warren. Hunt's out of here. They're paying their quarterback a ton of money. <laughs> Yeah, they got some guys. Got some restructure guys. him, no, no problem. I say Mackay yes. Becton, pick number eleven to the New York Jets, no. right tackle, the basic thirteen point five six five million dollars. No, nope. Pick number thirteen, Tristan Wirfs, right tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here he is, our yes. first player that has gotten to more than one Pro Bowl, eighteen point two four million dollars for Tristan, and Wirfs. worth every cent. Yep. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, 49ers, interior defensive lineman, the basic $10.45 million. No. No. Yeah, that this one's kind of actually getting concerning, right, with just – he's not played a lot. 
243 snaps this past year. That includes three playoff games. Yeah. 149 snaps the year before. Like, I understand the idea of trading to Forrest Buckner, getting out of that deal, and then thinking you just reset the money, but you got a way less player. A way less player. Now, fortunately for San Francisco, they got enough dudes up front that it's not killing them, but it it doesn't hurt Javon Kinlaw's case to continue to be a part of the program. Especially at that price point. 300 regular season snaps over the last two years, man. That's disappointing. Pick number 15, Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. He's on the basic $12.987 million. I don't think this one gets done. Do you think they try to actually trade him? Is that a thing? He's only 23 years old, man. Right. I I would not be giving up on Jerry Judy, but it certainly feels like there's been a lot of smoke around Judy's longevity with the Broncos here. And they, they paid Tim Patrick significant dollars. Cortland Sutton's. Still very much here to the dismay of Damian Parson. What's funny, though, is like the one you'd want out of those three is Jerry Judy. I'd want him over Sutton and Tim Patrick. I don't disagree with you, but I think the Broncos' actions might indicate sure. otherwise. Pick number 16, A.J. Terrell, corner for the Atlanta Falcons. He's in the playtime bucket, $12.344 million. Yes. I'd say yes, but I will say this. Two years ago, he was awesome. He was not as good this past year. Nobody was good on Atlanta's defense last year. I don't think Grady he was good Jerry. in 21 either. <laughs> Except for Thorell. Pick number 17, CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys. One Pro Bowl, $17.991 million. Absolutely. Yes. Stud. Pick 18, Austin Jackson, right tackle for the Miami Dolphins. He is in the playtime bucket, $14.175 million. Nope. Just glad I'm Chris. I'm glad we can bond over bust offensive tackles in this yeah. class together. Yeah. Do a trade. Uh, okay. You do a trade. I do not. No, I'd rather do a trade. Trade, trade tackles. Him. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, I'm saying trade Beckton for Austin. No, again, I'd rather have I'd rather have Beckton. I'm good. Really? That's a fun conversation. Is it? <laughs> Clearly, you want Mackay. I'd rather have Mackay Beckton over too. Austin Jackson, who fundamentally is. A mess doesn't have the power that Mackay Becton does, and and missed uh, all but about 120 snaps this year with two high ankle sprains. Teron Armstead's out here held together by duct tape and paper clips, and Teron or and, and Austin Jackson missed 17 games with ankle uh, ankle sprain. Calavon Chason, edge for the Jacksonville Jaguars, basic 12.141 million dollars. Nope, that ain't it's a big, working out. Big big fat L for me though. Do you think Josh Allen helped or hurt him? Shouldn't have hurt. I think Dwayne Smoot's the one that ate into the playing time. He wound up being a good player. Chason's big appeal was all the versatility. And then you have Josh Allen, who's also a very versatile player. Too redundant. You can't really have two players like that, right? Right, right. Probably so. Jalen Rager, Minnesota Vikings, $12.987 million. Nope. That's that choice belongs to the Minnesota Vikings now. It does. Right. Yep. I think they're good. I think they'll they'll probably pass on that. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's because the guy they took at twenty two, they'll do it with Justin Jefferson, Vikings wide receiver, nineteen point seven four three million dollars. Still ten million dollars too low. What a deal that's going to be, right? 
Well, no, I I think he'll get an extension before he gets like right. that one's going to be no brainer. You've got all the money that's getting freed up with whatever's going on with Kirk. You're going to move away from Kirk Cousins as a quarterback that how old's Kirk? 37? No, Kirk Cousins. Is he really 30, that 36? Old. No, he cannot be. I'm going to take the under on that. He's 34. Don't I mean he just aged, he just destroyed 3 years of the man's career. Okay. But he's got huge cap commitments that that's going to be coming off the books. If I'm Minnesota and I get a chance, I, I might I might swing on one of these quarterbacks. Get the tools he got to develop. I think to be a fun thing for them. But yeah, Justin, just just pay him whatever he asks for, whatever he wants. Uh, pick number twenty three, Kenneth Murray, linebacker for the Los Angeles Chargers, eleven point seven two seven, the basic bucket for Kenneth Murray. He's just been very inconsistent. I think he probably played his best football down the stretch this year, but. I don't think he's been a high-impact player. I think he's been more inconsistent than anything. I would agree with you. Um, for $11 million, does that get it done? That's what it would be. $11.7 million, 11. 7 for 2024. You know, you know what I would rather do? I'd rather decline the fifth-year option and pay Drew Tranquil. Yeah. And Tranquil's an expiring free agent this year. And you can you can reassess this in a in, – with more time too, right? Like it's not an end all. I think Kenneth Murray's uh, probably more compelling than some of the hard nose we've had. Yeah. It, it, he, it makes you think, mm-hmm. right. But you also have a guy like Derwin James on your defense to play on the second level. So it kind of alleviates some of the, the personnel challenges that come with letting a stack linebacker walk. But, I lean, I lean no, but I also would not blame them if they did. The Saints picked number 24, Cesar Ruiz, right guard, 14.1. And by the way, shout out to the Saints. They're already up to their cap ways, restructuring Eric McCoy's contract to create a little bit of cap yeah. space. They're already, already up to their... You're on the back end of it. Took 10 million. Already up to their milli, old shenanigans. Already 10 million restructure, put a void year in. We, we got 8 million in cap space as a result. Um, Cesar Ruiz, is, he's it's going to be a no for me. It's a play um, time, by the way, play time fourteen point one seven. Yeah, the I think he's fourteen. Wills and Andrew yeah. Thomas. That's too much because it's offensive line all together in one all group together. Super dumb. It's too much uh, for what I think is probably an average starter so if far. If I'm an offensive seasons. tackle, I'm super pissed. Correct. That the, that the players' association collectively bargained to put all this. offensive linemen in the same bucket together. How the hell does that work? Same thing with linebackers. It's ridiculously crazy. Right. Linebackers is like the, the third largest cap tag because all the edge rushers, the Von Millers of the world go in that bucket. Yeah. Why don't we just put all this? All Is it all DBs? I don't think it is, right? No, it's Safeties not. Safeties are parsed out. So what? make it make right. sense, man. Right. Um, I think that I think the Saints probably have a pretty good chance of drafting Cesar Ruiz's replacement with their first round pick. Or re-signing him for half of that. He should get like two years, fourteen million. He's on a fourteen million. Give him the Trey contract. Turner contract or whatever. Yes. Okay. No chance. It's a hard fourteen on twenty twenty four for me with Ruiz. Pick twenty five. The San Francisco 49ers select wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. He's in the playtime bucket. Fourteen point one two four million dollars. It's low key a steal. Yeah. That value fourteen for him as a playtime only qualifier is a steal. So I'd say yes. 
All right, here we go. This will be the fun one. This might devolve into chaos. Pick number 26, the Packers quarterback, Jordan Love. He's in the basic bucket, $20.272 million. The best example we can point to here is is the Sam Darnold situation where they the Packers could look at this. Let's say they move on from Aaron Rodgers and say, well, we have a two-year, $25 million deal for Jordan Love to see if he can be our starting quarterback. Don't do it. Don't sign up for that. Let him play this year and figure it out afterwards. Don't put yourself on the hook for $20 million for him when he's never – we start like two games so far. You don't have enough information. They should not do this. I have, I have the answer. And it depends on what the darkness retreat tells Aaron Rodgers to do. <laughs> Great. If Aaron Rodgers, do we know? Do we know if he's out of the darkness retreat yet? It is Tuesday. I don't think at the time of this recording. We know that he has respect for Schefter and Rappaport, but he doesn't know anything about him. That's what we know about the darkness retreat. If Rodgers is dealt before June first, and the Packers take the fifth year or the the dead money on the nose, and they take all forty million dollars in dead cap on the nose this year, and they do not have other financial investments at the quarterback position, yes. If the Rodgers thing gets Strung out past June 1st. Well, if he gets strung out past June 1st, now magically you're talking about the Rodgers contract still giving the Packers $25 million in dead cap in 2024. So now you're talking $45 million invested into Jordan Love and the dead cap of Aaron Rodgers if Rodgers gets dealt after June 1st. Yikes. Can't happen, right? So like, you kind of need to know early on Aaron because I do think that will financially decide what direction you ultimately choose to go with Jordan's contract. Pick number 27, Jordan Brooks, linebacker of the Seattle Seahawks. He's in the playtime bucket, $12.722 million. I might ride with that if I'm Seattle. He's a unique player for them. Yeah. I think he's skill-specific and scheme-specific enough that, like, you could probably... You could probably justify it, especially because you're you're going to be a little bit more financially friendly at quarterback. You got a lot of meaningful starters that are going to be rookies that you're not going to have to pay for a lot of veteran players in critical spots for you between offensive tackle and corner, and and your edge group has a lot of young guys. I think they're well well set up to take that cap hit in 2024. I say yes. Patrick Queen, pick number 28 for the Baltimore Ravens. Linebacker bucket, he's in the playtime bucket, $12.722 million. Yes. I mean, we just... After paying Roquan, though? I was just going to say, we just traded yeah, and paid I mean, Roquan Smith. We, I, I can hear we, you, but he's... Can he's we pay 20, that much to this group? He's entering his age 24 season. He had his best year very clearly this past year. We knew that. He started like 11 games ever in college. Like, it's no surprise that it's taken him a little time to find his way in the NFL, but I think the growth here has been really exciting. And I mean, some of this will be dictated by Lamar, but I mean, like the, the bills just paid Matt Milano and I think they should pay Tremaine Edmonds. I, but if they, but if they don't pay Tremaine Edmonds, then you are comfortably talking about the most expensive one, two punch combo at linebacker of any team in the NFL. Correct. And I just don't, what are you going to do you're your five year starter. That's been on a top three scoring defense three, the last four years. You trade up to get in the first round. If, if he go. was that if, if he was that good, then you wouldn't have traded what you traded for and paid Roquan Smith what you paid him. Maybe so. 
You hear the way the Bengals talk about Queen and Smith? The only thing they have respect for in the NFL is the Ravens defense. <laughs> it's a pretty good joke I just made right there. It's actually oh, yeah, true. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the only uh, respect they have to give out is that that defense. You like that? You like that? Uh, pick number 30, Noah Igmanagini. Wait, did we come to an agreement? What did you say, Kyle? I, you say uh, no? No, I don't. I have a really hard time envisioning that actually happening with the contract extension for, for Roquan. I think, I think it's a yes. It's not a hard no for me, but I, it's not an I, easy yes for me either, but the tra- the trajectory here is actually good. Like I want to do a little bit more research on this one, but this might be a billboard box bet. Oh, oh, really? I want to do. Re- I want to do the research. I want to. I okay. want to be able to speak from a place of education in all dynamics of the the situation. All right. Dolphins quarter Noah Igbenogany. Eleven point <laughs> uh, five million dollars in the basic bucket. He made a big play this year, didn't he? Like a game winning play? Yes, he did. He intercepted Kenny Pickett in the corner of the end zone, right in front of my face on Sunday Night Football. He did that for you. For you, you, specifically for you. I my leg was so bruised after that. Left up, unexpected stand up. Well, you you know our 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 friends with the tailgate. Yeah, they had a a box, so I was two hundred level in the box with them, and it was right on that corner of the end zone, so it was right in front of us. And he intercepts it, and he makes the play, and we all jump up, and I was at the front row of the box, and they have the railing, and. I smashed my knee, <laughs> and it was worth every every ounce of it. No Igbenogany, he did legend. that for you, but but a big fat no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big. It's like a healthy scratch for like the final four mm-hmm. games this year. Yeah, when they needed corner, when, when they needed anybody, any warm body could go out there and play corner for them. Keon Crossin, pronounce and, his name. Keon Crossin and. Uh, Justin Bethel are playing corner for the Dolphins and they're healthy scratching a first round pick. Future Minnesota Viking, Noah Igbenogany. Yeah, lock him in. Flo will love him. Uh, pick 32, the last pick we'll talk about here on the show. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back for nope. the Kansas City Chiefs. The basic Hel- bucket. Healthy five. scratch Super Bowl? Health- <laughs> Super Bowl Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> luxury <laughs> picks though, right? You gotta, you gotta afford to take a luxury pick. Oh we all God. loved it at the time. No, you're never... That's the thing, man, is you're never in that spot. That was always a funky pick. Oh, what did Andy Reid not know how to use him? It's a dumb pick. Right, it's the it. only dumb pick they made in a long time, but it was a dumb pick. You feel better? You got that off your chest? <laughs> really angry about it. I, I know, no, I, because because here's why. Here's why I feel that way. It's because I had to do this with Brees Hall last year in the Bills, former Bills running back Brees Hall, where it's like, oh, the Bills, all their needs are taken care of. They don't need anything. They could they could take the flyer on a, on a, on Brees Hall. Oh really? Oh really? That's all I'm saying. Do you, can I ask you a question about the Bills roster? Sure. By the way, your fern in the background is doing the Jurassic Park thing again. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Um, do you consider right tackle a resolved position for the Bills roster? Um. So this is Spencer Brown question. Yeah, I, I think, think the Bills probably think, your, your. Yeah, I think the Bills think they have their him. starting right tackle in Spencer Brown. Do you think they have their starting right tackle in Spencer? Man, I, that's what I, that's what I'm asking. I lean yes, I do. I lean yes on this. I mean, 
with Spencer Brown, the 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 talking point is always he played eight man football in high school as a tight end. Then he actually has two years of playing experience at Northern Iowa playing offensive tackle. That's it. His 2020 season's gone due to COVID. So this guy enters the NFL only playing playing offensive line in 11-man football for two years of his life in an FCF's program. Is, And I'm not being hyperbolic. From a physical gifts standpoint, like size and athleticism, he's one of the most dynamic physical talents in the entire NFL. He's got a perfect 10 RAS score. And he's a starter by year four excuse me, by, by week four of his rookie season, has some ups and downs right throughout the course of the year, but is the starting right tackle for a top two scoring offense in the NFL. And then coming out of his rookie season where you expect the growth from year one to year two, the, he didn't have an offseason. The entire offseason he was spending, spent recovering from back surgery. He didn't even practice until like two weeks before the Bills game against the Rams. And so I think there's a really exciting ceiling for him to develop into. I acknowledge he's an inconsistent player. I want him to be better. I think – I get more disappointed by some of the mental mistakes that he makes that couple with some physical mistakes. But I think the ceiling here is is appealing to me. And I think he's ma- entering a, a make or break season. I think you want to have a good hedge, but I'm pretty comfortable with him. Question. Yeah, I think you want to have a hedge here. But I, I'm pretty comfortable thinking about him as a starting right tackle for 2023. Okay. So now there's, there's some galaxy classic, brain stuff out there about tackle as the hedge. Yeah, I think you correct. Yes, I do think you want to have somebody that can push him and if they're better, play over him. What's the galaxy brain stuff? Now you Well, it's you got my guard attention. for Spencer Brown. Which I don't I don't think I don't know. I don't I'm not I'm not really interested in that. McDermott was asked about that in his year in press conference and, and Sean said we'd like to put a young player in one spot and let him develop, which I think is a lesson learned from Cody Ford. Yep. So Chris, anything else? No, that's it. I have no more players to, to give to you. So uh, Monday became a little mini locked on dolphins thing with the, um, the Vic Fangio thing. And now Tuesday became a little bit of a locked on bills thing with the, the Spencer Brown thing to close the season. So I just wanted to make sure that you got your fix of our, our team specific content ideas and, and thoughts, Chris. That's Keep great. You in the loop. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And, and thank everyone for tuning into the show. And we like Chris appreciates that. We appreciate all of you for checking out the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Hope you make it a great rest of your Tuesday. We will be back again tomorrow. So hit subscribe. Come on back. See us then. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our friends over at Online for the continued support of the show as well. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.